Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first proper episode of Season 5. If you just joined us, I'm Robin from Out of Tired Witch Everywhere, and I'm joined by the beautiful, the talented, Maria the Arcane from Everywhere. Why, hello. Why, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I am talented. Thank you. Thank you, you are so talented, that. man. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, we did want to tell you guys that we have an amazing class on Magical Beginning our Patreon that will be hosted by Rachel Henderson, author of Sue Witchy and a bunch of other books that are absolutely Rosemary amazing. Rosemary and Sage, right? Is what uh, one of them? Rose, the scent of lemon and rosemary. That was um, close. <laughs> which is a Hestia book. So she's all about that home and hearth witchery, which you guys know I am about. So, yes. But she's teaching a class on craft magic January 28th. And she's even going to be doing like a little craft with everyone where you make your own air dry, like clay incense holders, which I so think excited. is pretty cool. And also for our coffee talks, please keep us sending us your submissions for ghost stories, funny stories, or even just witchy stories. And you can even call us at 351 207-0799 which is our voicemail service so you can just leave us a voicemail with your story. So exciting. It's I'm pretty really cool. excited to start playing those next time. Um, for those of you who have sent us one, thank you so much. They're so good. I'm excited. <laughs> I haven't listened to them yet so I'm pretty I'm, I can't I'm wait to listen excited. to them. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna remain surprised. <laughs> <laughs> remain surprised. I am arriving excited and surprised. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to enter everything in my life. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can utilize those in our magical practices. <laughs> um, so actually, this episode comes out on January 26th, which is actually the last day of the full moon in Leo. So it started on the 24th. The main 100% was the 25th, so yesterday. Um, so it's not too late to utilize the full moon in Leo this month. <laughs> If you're listening on the day that this comes out. <laughs> um, and full moons in Leo are, I mean, I think they're pretty great. They're all about encouraging us with our self-worth and just kind of putting fires underneath us in terms of like confidence and I mean, even sexuality sometimes. And just mm. really being, I don't know feeling 100% in present. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so if, if I was utilizing the full moon in Leo, for me personally, I would be doing things like um, finding your voice oils. I think we've done that before in uh, Patreon uh, for group stuff or something very similar. But I would be utilizing like oils that I could put on my body when I needed to have my voice, when I needed to be confident. Mm -hmm. Um, So if perhaps I was going in for a job interview, giving a presentation, going to approach somebody romantically that I maybe was feeling a little nervous about it, (laughs) uh, I would be making an oil on this time specifically for that that I could wear simultaneously we could do charming jewelry mm-hmm. for that um, 
uh, there's hairs. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the redhead witch. She posted once a protection hairspray that mm-hmm. she uses. You could utilize the exact same concept for confidence, for finding, you know, our fire. And I don't know. I think that that would be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> what about Leah you? has like the most amazing hair, by the She's way. She's got the most amazing <laughs> hair, but simultaneously, I really think that her perspectives on those sort of things are, in my opinion, quite unique. Oh, of course. Um, 100%. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. I think that's really fun and mm-hmm. resourceful. Yeah. Um, for me, Leo is definitely about self and strength and happiness. Um... I think, you know, many of us, especially parents, we tend to put our happiness aside in life by like, you know, we have all these responsibilities we got to do and things we need to take care of, which Leo is also about, you know, it's kind of like taking that leadership role. But I think also Leo, you know, stresses the importance of self, as I said, and sometimes we do need to be a little bit selfish and do something that makes us happy, even for like a little bit. And I think doing spell work where it kind of like facilitates some happiness in your life, Mm -hmm. um, you know, making time and space for yourself to be happy. I I think that would be very beautiful spell work that if you need just a little bit of like sun in your life, since we're still in the middle of winter and it's still really, really dark but yeah just you know actually bouncing off of that because we Mm -hmm. are in the middle of winter if you didn't want to do a specific spell and you just wanted to do some sort of like ritual act this Mm -hmm. would be a really good moon to do something about bringing back the sun and just having that kind of moment of remembering that warm is coming (laughs) yes Um, absolutely please come I, i think that would be quite nice too so i don't know I, I like Leo full moons. <laughs> Me too. I think they're very appropriate to come after the Cancer full moon that we had last month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and the I'll- introvert followed by the extrovert, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and technically, you can actually honor the sun and the moon at the at like the same time on Friday because the moon rises at 6 p.m. when the sun is oh. still awake. So you could kind of maybe work with both together. That would be so. cute. I like yeah. that idea. Thank you. Oh, you're I so try. clever. <laughs> so going back to how smart and talented she is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So in previous seasons for this section of the pod, we have gone over individual meanings of tarot cards. And last season, we discussed like the whole different sections in tarot, like the major arcana, the minor, aces, court cards, etc. Everything. (laughs) And so this season, we are going over some of the themes we see in the cards, such as love, friendship, and so on. Robin and I have some differing opinions, as all readers do, so it may help expand your views on like different meanings or if you're a new reader find your own themes when it comes to the cards we won't be able to go to and get through like every card that may symbolize a particular theme 
but rather we will talk about three to four cards each that resonate with us the most. So this week, I thought we would discuss a card that represents the theme of winter. We are definitely in the thick of it right now, not even halfway through. So yes, it's beautiful. (laughs) Um, But you can't mention winter without like thinking of the hermit card, Um, the snow on the card aside, most of us, not all, tend to hibernate in the winter. We spend time reconnecting with ourselves. We journal. We do shadow work. We may even dig into books, like especially if you're like me. And we look back at our lives from like the past year or even further to see what has or hasn't worked for us so far. So we can start, you know, this new year off on the right foot and... Like, you know, we have come so far, even if we don't feel like we have, we can plot our way forward using the knowledge that we've attained during this time, especially looking at our past knowledge and letting our dreams for the future illuminate our way forward. The hermit to me kind of like... Illuminate? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The hermit to me kind of represents when the emperor retires or goes on a personal retreat. I mean, if you look at them, they look very similar. Very similar. The way this relates to winter is... Is just like relinquishing control for a bit and just being. Um, but yeah, the next card, the moon, for for me shows like the restlessness that tends to creep us creep up on us during this time, especially like the further in winter we get. When it isn't quite spring, it is still cold. It may. F- It may even still be snowing in your neck of the woods, especially Robbins. (laughs) It's actually raining here. I don't know if you've read the news, but California is underwater, baby. (laughs) Well, you just wait. When March rolls around, you'll be like, it freaking snowed. (laughs) Or even in April. It did snow here. It did snow here once, and then it immediately rained. And so everything was just ice. I was like, this is good. I'm really glad to be driving in this weather. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. But yeah, so if you're iced in or anything like that, you know, we have this like home and hearth stuff going on, staying cozy and staying indoors. So we kind of step into the primary role of being the domesticated dog and the lobster on this card. And like our inner wolves, our um, untamed sides start to feel a little caged and it longs to get out. Obviously, when this card pops up in a winter reading, I definitely say cold or not, get out of the house, go on a run. Go, you know, even if it's in the snow, go play in it like a child, you know, bundle up and go on a walk or just go outside and like, you know, be weird. Go howl out the moon or go scream out your frustrations about how it snowed once again and you have to dig out your car in the morning. But last but not least, I had to mention the Four Swords for this period of time. Rest is such a major theme in winter, and we have gone over, you know, we've gone over it in previous cards, but this card emphasizes how important resting is when you need to during winter, and how um, for most of us, it can be good for our mental health. Now, just because it is good for us and we should be allowed to do it doesn't mean, you know, our good old Betty capitalism lets you. But regardless, this card reminds us to take time when we need it so you can keep fighting when you are ready, just like spring will when it begins. How about you? Couple of cards. Um, first of all, I really like this theme. I just wanted to Thank say that. You. <laughs> um, but my first my first recommendation for winter or things I see for winter is the five of pentacles. I mean, it is quite literally the imagery showing like a snowy 
situation. Mm -hmm. But it also talks about being in the cold, being left outside, etc. And when we have it in reverse, it talks about coming into the warmth, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that is kind of a very literal trans translation of winter. Mm -hmm. The next one I have is the Queen of Swords. And the Queen of Swords is like this solo badass, mm -hmm. right? I love her. But she also, she's also very like protective and she's very into like one-on-one -on -one conversations with other people uh having things like constructive criticism etc mm -hmm. right and what is more winter than holding up in your home with somebody that you care about and having like cozy but also deep conversations because you can't go outside mm -hmm. um she's direct she's all about communication she's all about like that protective quality She's kind of a mom, but all the queens are. Mm -hmm. um, and in this case, I see that really being a healthy and effective way to spend time with other people when you can't go outside. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like the queen of swords is like the mom who's just sick of everyone's crap. <laughs> she is, and she's like the, I get that we're all indoors and stir crazy, but we're going to deal with this in a real way. And we're going to stop fighting and remember that we love each other. And I like that. I think that that's really mm -hmm. nice. So yeah. I don't know. I think she's a good winter card. And then the final one I have is the Ace of Swords reversed. Mm -hmm. Because the Ace of Swords when it's upright is all about like mental clarity, being swift, mm -hmm. right? And when we have it reversed, it's very much so slowing down. It's very much so, you know, allowing our bodies to rest, our minds mm -hmm. to rest. Um, all of those things that we can utilize when we can't be going outside when we have a snow day let's uh -huh. say so you don't get to go to work <laughs> um, or school or whatever it's it's you know taking that time to slow down and appreciate ourselves uh -huh. and our minds and our bodies in just kind of a different yeah. way so I don't know <laughs> I love those thank you for sharing thank you <laughs> So this week, uh, we thought for the main discussion, we would talk about hexes, hexes and curses, not specifically how to do them, but instead how to diagnose them, how to remove them, etc. Uh, Marie and I have been kind of back and forthing this topic since like what September mm -hmm. um, because we saw we have collectively seen a couple of worrisome posts on the internet, a little misinformation a little fear-mongering and you we all know how we feel about that so marie and i thought that we would just kind of talk about it from our perspectives again as always if this doesn't mm -hmm. resonate with you take what you want leave what you don't um but this mm -hmm. is our experiences on that so starting off strong maria if you thought you might be hexed Mm -hmm. Before we even get to the diagnosing, what might symptoms of being hexed look like? Okay, can I first say my opinion on hexing? Yes. <laughs> okay, so 
I don't think hexing is as dominant as everyone thinks it is, especially the average average, (laughs) the average witch who isn't like in the public eye or hasn't made enemies with covens or magical practitioners online or in person. Most solitary practitioners will never be hexed. (laughs) I think it is really easy to blame hexing on just plain old bad luck. Uh, Like, do I think the average non-witch can throw around their energy? Absolutely, but I also think many of us especially adults and even non-magical folk have like natural defenses can these defenses be weak at times obviously when it comes to hexing if like as i said if you don't know any magical practitioners you've pissed off and you aren't in the public eye um then the chances of you being hexed is so slim to none it's so slim and let's say that you've pissed off the wrong you know the wrong magical practitioner like in my experience like hexes are worse than bad luck it is when things keep happening that seem way out of the norm like it can be like hyper specific things that happen that is just unexplainable like for instance let's say this person who was hexed um is about to get a promotion for a job like they've got it in the bag and like it's even basically been confirmed and the day comes and they don't get it or let's say your business is suffering even though nothing about your business has like changed and like social media isn't being all weird and stuff like (laughs) there's nothing you know there's nothing that could be causing this decline in cells or whatever or yeah. you might even be like suffering ailments that you can't explain nor doctors because you should always 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 go for the mundane reasons first like don't think that you're you know you're sick so you think you got hexed like no please like we catch colds that like things are like floating around everywhere right now don't I know it girl <laughs> but yeah like I think diagnosing um Hexes is much like ghost hunting. You've got to go over the mundane reasons first. Um, but my favorite way of making sure, like, heck, like some I'm hexed or someone else's hex is tarot. Like tarot is always spot on for me. And a reading for hex, I must, I must see like the five of swords or the seven of swords. It is better bet if they are together. Um, with cards like the Devil of the Tower, Seven of Wands, Six of Wands reversed, or Nine of Wands. If I don't see the Five of Swords or the Seven of Swords, though, like, I don't even consider that a hex was put on me. But how about you? How do you diagnose? Um, For me, so for me, I start off with the fact that I keep a living plant on my altar at all times. Mm -hmm. That living plant is my diagnoser. So if randomly out of nowhere my plant just dies Mm -hmm. that to me is what i consider step one to maybe i've been hexed not a it's not a diagnosis it is a maybe Mm -hmm. and then from there i go to do things like tarot and do like a deeper dive in terms of divination of whether or not my plant just died because i have a brown thumb (laughs) 
Yeah. Or if my plant has died because it's a signifier to the fact that something malicious has been thrown my way. Um, I will really reinforce what Maria has just said, which is the fact that you've probably not been hexed. You probably have bad luck. I think Mm -hmm. that the internet does a really good job of creating a constant paranoia within the spiritual community that you are the target of something malicious (laughs) at all times. And that to me is crazy bananas. Um, Why? Why would you be getting targeted? First of all, do you have a bunch of or even one other witch or spiritual adjacent person that maybe could be throwing something intentionally your way? Mm -hmm. First of all, and even if you have, what is your relationship like? Do you think it's totally fine? So what reason would there be that they would throw that at you? And while I do think that it is very valid to point out the fact that you don't know who or who isn't a witch Mm -hmm. when we look at the actual statistics of people that are practicing witches within the global majority right Mm -hmm. it's a very small percentage of people that would do that and when you take places like facebook as a great example but even Mm -hmm. like instagram tiktok social media and the greater conversation most people that consider themselves a witch will also tell you that they are a quote white witch or they don't practice malicious magic etc because purity culture is alive and well within our world um but that's a conversation for another day (laughs) anyway my point is is that when you consider the percentage of people in the world that consider themselves spiritual or witchcraft practitioners Mm -hmm. and then you consider of that percentage how many of them would define themselves as not somebody who practices malicious magic of any kind Mm -hmm. um the odds are very slim so yeah yeah but it is worth it is worth doing things like having wards up and having these things that we can diagnose with like the plant that i described mm-hmm. um okay so after that tangent <laughs> if you have done all these things maria and it's obvious to you that definitely you have some sort of hex that has been thrown your way mm-hmm. how would you remove said hex okay so i have a three-step process <laughs> okay so first is the full body cleanse which means I would go into the tub with some Epsom salt, charcoal, and the whole point of this is to lift whatever is on my person out of me. Um, Question for you on that. Do you do an internal and an external or just an external? And internal too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I was just curious. Um, And then as robin just said (laughs) um actually do the whole like i take some salt and i put it in my mouth for the Mm -hmm. intention of cleansing inside the body and then i drink a whole bunch of water obviously not enough to get water toxicity please be smart but anyways (laughs) (laughs) i do a whole home cleanse like uh, it depends on what herbs i use but i do like i take my cauldron and i put like herbs that like you know that help with the hex especially i try to fine tune it to the things that are going wrong so it's kind of like doing that you know like the spell that they did backwards i'm just kind of like choosing what they might have done or anything like that and putting that in the cauldron and like burning it along with like super like cleansing herbs like um 
oh my gosh, I'm like brain farting right now. But like Yarrow and um, Mugwort and things along that nature. Um, wait, not Yarrow. What am I thinking of? Hisop, sorry. Hisop. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then after like I cleanse the house and stuff like that, then I kind of like redo my wards. I go and I sweep up the old um, salt things in the corner of my house and add some new ones. Uh, and then I also like maybe like I I don't want to give too much stuff away about what I do, but I go check like my major things. Tell us, tell us all the things. <laughs> the major wards, and I just kind of like I look at them and see if I need to redo them, and then if that's the case, I will do them. But then, okay, so full body cleanse, home cleanse, and then I do a specific spell to break the hex, which is um, cord cutting or candles or mirror spells for the cord cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to, I am actually going to be doing a reel on this when the sun decides to grace us with its presence because it's been dark <laughs> here all week. But I take like a witch's burr on one end of the cord and I tie it into it to represent the hex. And then on the other side, I put my hair into the thing and then, um, you know, I cut it with purpose, with intention. And then I go outside and I smash the witch's burr and like throw it away from my house. Um, and then a normal candle spell, like I will just do a black candle to absorb what like bad stuff that's going on and then for the mirror spell i will actually make a poppet and i on the poppet which is representative of me i write everything that i'm experiencing on the poppet and i put it in front of the mirror and i'm like whatever you have sent to uh, at me i'll send back to you and i typically even write that on the mirror itself with like a dry erase marker um yeah that's what i do sorry that was a mouthful (laughs) no that i mean i think that was really good and useful information um for me um i also do an internal cleanse i do not use salt though i use charcoal tablets Mm -hmm. but i do not recommend charcoal (laughs) tablets if you are on any kind of medication the charcoal tablets (laughs) yeah the charcoal (laughs) tablets can Make them null and void. And that is especially important if you're on birth control. Um, Mm -hmm. That includes eating any food that has charcoal in it. It can make it null and void. So just keep that in mind. I'm Mm -hmm. not giving this to you as advice that you should take it. I am, in fact, saying the opposite. Um, (laughs) So there's that. I use charcoal tablets for an internal. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not on any medication that would be affected by that. So that's an okay option for me. Yeah. That being said... um, for the rest of it i will do a physical cleansing bath and in that bath i put things in there like rue hyssop mm-hmm. and stinging nettle mm-hmm. i do not recommend stinging nettle if you have any kind of hay fever so again mm-hmm. we're i'm giving this to you as what i do not as necessary advice <laughs> mm-hmm. um and epsom salt mm-hmm. Um, so like for example I get really bad allergies so in the uh, allergy seasons I wouldn't even consider stinging at all because my body like can't do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and even then I use just a pinch Uh, Mm -hmm. okay so there's that that's what I do for my external my internal but in terms of actual spell work I will get a red and black candle 
Mm-hmm. So no one's going to be surprised. I'm about to tell you it, it will be a seven day. <laughs> um, but I give <laughs> so blank ones. Yeah, no one's shocked. I give blank <laughs> ones and I write on the outside. Um, I like I have a specific sigil that I use that is a like uh, or like a hex breaker sigil that I've made that I've found very effective historically. Um, for oh, me. I do the same thing. I like have a little hex anyways go ahead. yeah no no i i love that um i will dress the candle with hexing hex breaking oil and i will put mm-hmm. on the top of it stinging nettle and my own hair mm-hmm. i put that candle in front of a mirror and then i take my scissors open them up and put them around the candle mm-hmm. for it to burn and then underneath the candle i do a return to sender that's very similar to your poppet so i put every single thing that is happening to me that i feel might be hex related and i make it very clear that i want whoever has sent this my direction to have it sent back to them Mm -hmm. um and i found that this process is quite effective um if i know who sent me the hex And that's when we get a little bit more aggressive. But it, that's very, very rare. That's only happened like twice. Yeah. Um, and he knows who he is. So suck it. Um, <laughs> um, I know you're listening. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've got fans everywhere, guys. Um, but anyway, my point is, is that I find this to be an incredibly effective thing for me. Obviously, you can alter that for yourself. Yeah. No, actually, stinging nettle is one of my favorite things to use for the specific purpose. So, a thousand yeah, percent. I just find up. it really effective. Stinging nettle. It's so nice. If you ever, like, if anyone ever has a chance of going and picking, like, fresh nettle and, like, drying it yourself, it is. I just wish it grew here. I wish it grew here so bad. I should bad. send you some. We I get, would love like, that. Yeah, we get, like, it's called, I think it's mountain nettle, and the leaves are huge. It's really the size of your hand. And oh gosh, obviously, you don't amazing. want to fall in it. Uh, yeah, I would. I would assume. I would assume not. <laughs> okay, but we have gone over diagnosing and breaking. What are a couple of your preventive measures? Okay, that you so my preventive. I'm all about wards. Me so too. we've talked about this before in the past. I've got my pee jar under the house. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. Get over it bodily fluids are a part of magic just Mm -hmm. get over it um so i do have a jar that lives under well not under my house but like right next to under my house um that Mm -hmm. is buried that has um nails and urine and all sorts of fun little things in it um all sorts of little trinkets but i also keep (laughs) wards in my home um Mm -hmm. i'm not going to get into too much detail about those wards because again if someone's listening who would like to break those wards i would not like to get too specific Mm -hmm. but they are handmade wards that are essentially made of a specific kind of clay Mm -hmm. that have got ingredients within it that are very specific to my home and the people within it um, as well as like protective sigils etc that are drawn onto it Um, I also keep salt in all four corners of my home um, that does get refreshed monthly Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah and so i just for me it's all about ward warding um oh i also use uh chamomile washes on the windows and door frames monthly mm -hmm. um chamomile is a very good protectant from like things like psychic attack um and especially for me, like, I feel like the chamomile wash is probably overkill for most people. But because I do a day job that does involve reading tarot for other people on a daily basis, mm -hmm. um, like, if for me, that feels like an extra step that I have to take. Um, mm -hmm. So that might be overkill for the average person. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? Okay, so I'm much like you. I do have, like, I do do witch bottles and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I try to, like, redo those once in a while. I I don't redo them often because I think they're, they're pretty, I don't know, they're pretty steady for me. Like, maybe once a year. I don't know. But um, I also do, like, the whole home protections and stuff like that. Like, the, as I said, the... Um, I do the salt in the corners. I also have like specific herbs above my doors and stuff like that for the purpose of keeping energy out as well as, you know, bad people and things along that nature. And then I also work a lot, like every single day I work with like, um, my guides and deities and for my guides, I always ask them, you know, to please protect the house and please protect this home, um, and protect me and my family from anyone who wants to do us harm. Um, and obviously leaving them out, um, like offerings for a very job well done because they do an amazing job and I love them very much. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then I wor work with Hecate a lot for boardings in the house and, um, to keep us safe against, you know, hexes and things of that nature because she is a threshold goddess. So she keeps my threshold safe. So I always ask her to, you know, to please protect my safe and keep us, um, our thresholds, you know, closed off from harm from anyone who wants to do harm and things of that nature and yeah well that's one of the major things that I do for myself yeah, I like that. I mean, I think I like I think that it's just really important to reemphasize the fact that this is really uncommon. I think that the internet makes it seem a lot more common than it is. And the internet also has a lot of really misleading information in terms of what that might look like as well. I saw one about chicken feet that really pissed me off a few months ago, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not getting into that. I only uh, laugh because I hear, I hear it. She listens. She hears my rants. Um, I do. And I love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that it's a lot less common than people think it is. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to start season five and the new year off with a little less paranoia in all of our lives. <laughs> And please stop make, help, making TikTok make you paranoid because, it's, as Robin said, it's really, it's not as prevalent as people think. Yeah. But do say, <sighs> uh, protect yourself. Stay safe. You yeah, should be protecting yourself, protect yourself anyways. There's no reason to not. Like, you know, keep your words up. Keep things refreshed and up to date. Like, definitely do that, especially if it's going to give you peace of mind. Um well, that yeah. the evil, evil, I think, because that's, you know, something even mundane people do. But I also think is not as prevalent as people make it. But that's it's a story for a different time. It's also people make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> even if somebody does, like, hex you, in most cases, they don't know what they're doing well enough that it's going to mm -hmm. be really that detrimental or last that long. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, you know, just keep yourself sane out there, guys. It'll be okay. (laughs) So, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. Thank you very much. I tried very hard. Uh, the this, phlegm was this doing the sexy most. sexy voice brought to you by <laughs> my cold. <laughs> okay, so I am a very busy person. I tend to be like the primary housekeeper, cook, and parent. And on top of that, I obviously have to work. It can be a lot. And I have to make sure that I'm carving out time for myself to read, yeah. chill, or even like do some magic. But it couldn't be me, the- bitch. could not be me. <laughs> but the one thing I am most excited about implementing, hopefully throughout this year, is taking more classes and workshops. This, of course, is on top of the amazing ones that we already do for Magical Beginnings. But I'm not only doing witchy ones, but creative ones too. Um, but not that there isn't magic and creativity. There is, but it is amazing like how inexpensive I have found online workshops to be in classes for the most part. Many of them like that I have seen that are like short classes are free or tip-based. And I've only seen like major ones go up to like 30 at most. Um, obviously there's workshops that last like weeks that cost way more, which makes sense because, you know, charge are worth. But and I already have like three things that I'm so excited to attend that I have like lined up two of which are like creative writing workshops and one is the um, I know she never tells me anything this is where I find out that she's doing all these cool things I'll send you the ones that I'm going to okay. and then maybe you can join me. And one is the Hecate um, symposium that's going to be happening in March that I yeah. missed the, like, I think they haven't done one in a very long time. And I don't know, Sarita, like who has like all those Hecate books is most likely going to be doing like major things um, for this like workshop or gathering or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited about like taking a larger role in being like the archetype of the student again, especially without like the pressure and responsibilities of being in academia. <laughs> and I really like taking <laughs> classes like a lot. Like yeah. I really enjoy them. And I think that it's a massively undervalued aspect of our community for mm-hmm. people that are in the quote leader position mm-hmm. um they've i don't know there's like a stigma that we shouldn't be taking classes because we've learned everything we need to learn and i think that's bullshit everyone can mm-hmm. learn it at all times <laughs> yeah and people always come in with like different opinions and like viewpoints i don't i as i've said like many times on this podcast i always find that so fascinating and i love hearing about it even if it doesn't resonate with me like yeah. please tell me please tell me because i want to listen and understand your viewpoint mm-hmm. but yeah so these things I planned I have like an hour of planned me time whatever when these come up that I can actively enjoy and I'm very excited about it that is exciting I love that for you. you me too so Robin what is not stirring your cauldron this week Thank you so much for asking. Uh, You're so welcome. 
So, as I'm sure you guys have all pieced together from my sensual voice this week, <laughs> so I'm sick. Um, so, I had my baby last month. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, got sick the day before I gave birth. So, I had a really bad cough after having abdominal surgery. And then, at the beginning of this month, um, I don't know, about two weeks ago at this point... <laughs> My entire house caught COVID. Which is so cool. That's very cool for a newborn to be exposed to. <laughs> I really hate that for you. I'm not going to get into the details as to how that happened, um, but it is not our fault. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> so I have been a little frustrated and sick and over it, but we are at the tail end of it now. We've all tested negative which is great um so we all just have like a cold after the fact now but i'm pretty much ready for my newborn to stop being sick back to back to back that Mm -hmm. would be awesome yeah (laughs) that'd be so cool many would say that that would be an amazing thing (laughs) to not have anymore Oh, poor baby. And poor babies. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Just, I'm just tired of it. I've been to the emergency room twice in the last 10 days. Um, not for emergency. Not like because people are emergency dying. Just you can't take children into pediatrics if they have COVID. Mm-hmm. So that is the option. Um, because newborns come in there. So that makes perfect sense. They shouldn't. Yeah. Newborns should not be at a risk <laughs> for being exposed to COVID. <laughs> I would like know. Like <laughs> And so, yeah, it just... I'm ready to be over it. I'm, I'm done. I'm actually mm-hmm. checked out of having COVID and being sick. It would be so sexy if it just stopped. <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, so that's what's not destroying my culture in. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> If you've just joined us this week or this is your first episode, whatever, (laughs) Uh, every single week we talk about creatives, shops, artists, etc. that we are loving right now. These are not ads. These are just people that Maria and I have organically found and think are awesome. And last season we started to incorporate a third option, which is a listener submission. So that being said, Maria, who are you loving this week? So I am loving wildflower.com odysseys and this is on instagram as well as threads like they make these a beautiful framed like dried floral and um insect like art it's oh no just how it's placed is so beautiful so stunning very well done especially their luna moth stuff which i really want to get my hands on but yeah i've seen them too and i I gotta have it (laughs) and they're one of those stores where things obviously go super fast and they are a little pricey because they are beautiful they are beautiful and obviously a lot of hard work goes into um goes into them as well as finding you know responsibly sourced you know bugs and things like that so one of these days i will get one of these framed gorgeous pieces but i will say that i find it very cool that you can tell that a lot of their pieces are definitely ethically sourced because Mm -hmm. a lot of shops will tell you that their bugs are ethically sourced but then they'll be pristine 
butterflies. And that is not real life. Butterflies, when they are living their life until they die, they get their wings tatter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a lot. Sometimes just, just a little bit. Sometimes it's a lot. And so if you see a shop where every single butterfly is perfect, but then they say that they're ethically sourced, maybe they're lying to you. Um that's a lie they're lying and so i can appreciate the fact that you can literally see like i'm just scrolling through their stuff and you can see that most of these butterflies are not perfect they're not perfect and like i don't know just the way that um they arrange them is like it it accentuates like the flaws in a beautiful way i don't know personal opinion yeah I no, but, yeah. I agree. I think it's wonderful, and it also looks like the creator might actually be raising these moths and butterflies themselves. Um, and I I really respect that. So that's pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you loving? So I found this shop on Instagram Reels as my little recommended for me, and it's called the Mystical Garden Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually spent uh, our little break trying really hard to be really good about getting creators to talk about. <laughs> um, and this shop does candles, like like tape, you know, taper candles. Yeah. Um, and they're really beautiful. The way that they decorate them is just really nice. They put the herbs like hand placed on each candle. Mm-hmm. And they'll put crystals on there, and it's just like aesthetically really really nice um so i i don't know i i think that a lot of candles you can there is obviously intention behind them but i think that when you are talking about a candle that has been thought through for their ingredients and then each piece has been like placed on there with intention and imagery i think that's really nice so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really appreciate at least visually these candles and I can, you can tell that there's been a lot of love put into them. So yeah. that's really nice to me. <laughs> they're, uh, they are so stunning. Like they're very, yeah. very pretty. They're we very love a beautiful, beautiful candle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who is our listener choice? So I hope I'm going to say this correctly, <laughs> but it is a fairy dot artistant, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I would say, so... Yeah, we'll have it typed up and put in the thing. I mean, as always, guys, this is listed in the bio, so if you want to see how it's spelled exactly, it is in the bio. Check the caption. Yeah, Yeah, but... um, So this is a French creator, and they make gorgeous jewelry, as well as, like, a fairy decor, and... I don't know. Everything looks like very stunning, and really, I'm so really beautiful. Glad you guys shared this with us because yeah. it was very stunning. You can tell very, very beautiful that everything that they do is like gorgeously done. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of care put into this work. <laughs> I especially like the fairy houses. And, oh my gosh! Yes, and the candles, and the candles look. Like they have like ones in like glasses that look like drinks and yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I also love that it. you can repurpose the container as a beverage cup later. I love that. I love it too. I love it when artists do that. Mm-hmm. So nice. <laughs> as always, guys, if you want uh, to send us your submissions for creators that you're loving, just shoot us a DM. We would love to see who you are loving. <laughs> 
as always, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. And we hope that we'll see you again on Friday, February 2nd for our next Coffee Talk episode or February 9th, the second episode of season five. You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information and see what we're up to. And don't forget to join us on January 28th with Rachel Henderson for her class on crafting magic for everyone that that is in the library tearing up. And remember, if you can't make it, but you are interested in this class, it will be available to watch immediately. Um, So if you can't make it and you want to be there, just join the library tier and it will be available to you. And if you even join that tier, you get the backlog of all of our classes. Like, honestly, the best deal ever. But... Additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events, discussions, and people, and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. Yes, which is really good, and the people that are in it, we have wonderful conversations with. (laughs) And please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual chef's kiss voices take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from such as apple podcast or spotify we love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us to see be seen by others thank you to everybody who has rated us in the past and for everybody who will rate us in the future we really appreciate you so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from out of tired witch everywhere (laughs) (laughs) and i'm ria from at maria the arcane on everywhere (laughs) you ready (laughs) yeah you ready yeah one One, two two, three bye witches witches. (laughs) that was so bad i think it was good (laughs) 